woof, woof. Jeez, you can take the non-chasers out of the boy, but you can't take the boys out of the non-chasers, can you, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. We're back. Two weeks off. I don't off. know what that meant, but... Two yeah. weeks off, and that's the best I can come up with. <laughs> we, uh, we fell foul to um, you know, government restrictions and stage four, and you sort of uh, can liken it to us copping a bit of a check. We jumped really well. We had 10 beautiful episodes, some beautiful fast splits. And uh, then we copped a check and we uh, had to take a little breather, a little break from the airwaves, but we're back. We've, uh, the transmission rolls on because we are now sitting in our bedrooms. Well, Kenny, I don't know what that is. That's uh, more your kitchen, but uh, we're sitting here and we're finally doing, back doing what we're able to do, what we love, talking greyhounds. Boys, welcome. How are we? Going well. Yep. Great oh, yeah. to be back. Good. Good. Hey, what have you done in the last two weeks? We haven't been out. Well, we haven't been able to deliver our non-chasers multi, which we will touch on very shortly. But uh, what have you been doing? Not a not a great deal. Um, yeah, watching TV and working. Yeah, ah, okay. doing absolutely nothing. Getting out for a one-hour state-sanctioned walk every day, and that's about it. <laughs> Am I right in assuming that you're in the midst of moving house, Kenny? You've decided that uh, I want to move house smack bang in the middle of stage four lockdown because that's a really, really, really good idea. Um, well, I, <laughs> I mean, I had to move house. Um, my lease is up. I'm, I'm currently actually just for the sake of recording and this place is quiet and there's no removal people here, but they're in the new house. I'm I'm actually illegally in this old house of mine at the minute. So. There's a squatter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's um, Irish and he's squatting. We'll get the uh, Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade onto you, mate. Yeah, so, They'll be coming for so, you. Um, as soon as this podcast is done, I have to run the hell out of here before the landlord comes. <laughs> no, it's good to be back. As I said, a little, little two weeks off, but we've uh, we found our second wind and we are back on the airwaves here on SEN Track. Bit of housekeeping, bit of housekeeping. The non-chasers multi two weeks ago, it left a bad taste in my mouth and it left, left a bad taste in many a punter's mouth. And it left a bad taste in your mouth, so much so, we performed a little cheeky justice refund and just voided the multi because not one of the legs lobbed, did it, boys? Couldn't even get a dollar thirty favourite to place. <laughs> it was just one of those nights, nothing went right. Um, give the customers their money back and we'll get them a winner next time. Very good. Well, who told Stevie it was a dollar thirty and it was gonna, wasn't it? Gonna put it in. <laughs> And he, and he pots me for saying, hey, mate, you get these things rolled all the time. <laughs> and he's given it the absolute skids. What happened to it? Just found a bit of trouble. It just happens sometimes in greyhound racing. And then uh, he's come out and absolutely bolted in his next two starts. Best of the night on a dirty, wet track at Geelong. And then came out and f- flew around Sandown 29-37 when the track was not playing well. So, um, yeah, going to definitely put the sword through that one. Does it go to saying that a dollar thirty is just ridiculously short for a dog race? Uh, yeah, can, generally speaking, you don't want to be backing things at a dollar thirty. Do you have a gen? Do you have a rule that you don't back anything shorter than certain X dollar amount? I don't back anything shorter than a dollar sixty ever, no matter what the dog is. Is that because they just risk versus reward? It's just at the point where the return is not enough. I mean, it's not saying those dogs genuinely shouldn't be those priced, but it just gets to the point where um, I'm not willing to part with enough money to get that one in. So, not not do the old Rano Rosper. 
wife and kids job. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a wife and kids anymore, so. <laughs> <laughs> Spe- speaking of the uh, the great man Rhino, yeah, that you are sitting in his former abode, aren't you? Actually, I'm You're in his house. in the same apartment block, just by by sheer it's a nice coincidence. Little... Oh, did you just change the baton over when uh, when you rolled in and he rolled out? <laughs> Not really. We didn't know it to start, but um, yeah, I'm <laughs> okay, sure the well, building manager would be happy to get boring. rid of uh, these two Irish men who have um, kept a lot of neighbours up at night. <laughs> Very good. We must get Rhino on the on the phone. Our uh, Irish correspondent from Ireland. It would be a, a great little time to talk to the great man. Hey, um, sensitive of time. Tip off the top. You boys have been chomping at the bit to get one out. So I think yours, Kenny, is going at eight minutes past the hour, which is any second. It, Kenny, what's your tip off the yeah, top? So we'll get straight into it. The dogs uh one like the dog I tip all the time in the segment is box four Merman Manelli runs in race seven and kicks off now at um it's oh it. Um this dog's won ten races out of eleven. It's two thirty. It shouldn't be. Um it just it, it eats up this track and it's one of the best short course dogs in the country. Like it. Well, what's it, what's it paying again? Two dollars thirty. Oh, it's over. It's seventy cents over your uh, your um, your allotted. Yeah, so I'm happy to invest. In price. That <laughs> <laughs> Have a little crack at it. Like it. Like it a lot. Uh, Shagalicious. What do you got for us? Uh, well, sales on instead of Geelong for the Friday night hounds. Um, they say a change is as good as a holiday, and no one can go on a yes. bloody holiday at the moment. So may as well Absolutely. change up. So we'll change, 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 change. We'll get to we'll get to change. But uh, <laughs> tell us your tip off the top. Um, so sale race ten number two, Mount View Audrey uh, opened around four fifty. Um, so we're trying to get the favourite rolled here. Uh, favourites in box three, dimensional, and likes to use a little bit of the track. So hoping that uh, he'll step out wide and um, just give Mount View Audrey a little bit of room to scoot through and get a win. I like that. Hey, um, good stuff. You mentioned change and, you know, two weeks, the old adage, two weeks, well, a week's a long time in footy. Well, two weeks or an even longer time in greyhound racing because plenty has happened. All sorts of stuff. The Sandown track, they've postponed meetings. They've gone, no, bugger this, we, we need to fix the track. Um, dogs are running crap times and then all of a sudden one's running a lightning time out of the blue. Um, fill us in to the to the listener shag. What's actually happened down there at the old sand down bar the old dim sim and uh, unlimited coke deal they <laughs> offer on a Thursday night? Uh, they harrowed the track recently and some works have gone into that that um, didn't go according to plan and um, now they're doing a bit of remedial work and hopefully have that back up and running soon. Um, so the Meadows has uh, took the Sandown slot last night and, um, yeah, they'll, they'll be sort of stepping in as the uh, the track for for the Sandown slot while uh, Sandown gets uh, rectified. And the Meadows, they've, they've brought everything forward on a Saturday, so... Yeah. Um, old mate trainers and, and pooches can get home and... Yeah, around... Scruff around the ears before 8 o'clock. Yeah, Melbourne Metros. So, yeah, Sandown had uh, moved to a twilight fixture prior to um, their issues. And Meadows now running twilights on the Saturday. Uh, Cranbourne's another track that's, um, yeah, now limited to twilights for the next little bit of time. So yeah. no night racing for those tracks. It's a shame. Some dog. Are there any dogs off the top of your head that just loved racing at night? <laughs> and vice versa. This is a real question without notice. 
But do you reckon there's some dogs that go, I just, I just only want to, I'm a night operator. I only want to race in, at, under the lights I'm, and they just find an extra leg. What you're, do you reckon it, it must what happen? What you're saying definitely makes sense. I mean, if a dog's just racing in the morning and surely he likes getting up early, unlike me. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. Um, we need, we <laughs> well, need to we'll study get to that, the but, um, I, can't, I can't say for sure, but <laughs> potentially. We'll get some of the, well, the heavy math guys to do some data. On that, yeah, well, we'll we'll get to the Saturday morning stuff um, in uh, after the after we take a little break. But uh, I reckon that that would throw some all sorts of different results. The dogs are just bloody waking up; they're not ready to um, chase the lure around the track. Uh, very good. Uh, it goes to saying that that everything is a little bit cooked at the moment, boys and listeners. But racing is just found a way. So testament to the good folk there at GRV and and all the. Um, jurisdictions around the country for keeping the great sport chugging along you know you know what time it is boys it's a my favorite time horror calls horror calls did you notice uh, someone's voice in that one boys love it hilarious <laughs> kenny you're a man a few words uh this afternoon this friday you two, uh, you just a little bit worried about your impending mood. I, what, what, what were we supposed to have listened to there, buddy? Because I have no idea <laughs> what to say. <laughs> He's got wax in his ears. Paddy? The, the beauty of uh, this home studio means that sometimes Kenny doesn't hear the stingers. So uh, that's okay. <laughs> well played. Horror calls. Um, now, we uh, coined this segment last non-chasers, which feels like many moons ago. In fact, what was the, what was the actual call? I was the English bloke. Oh yeah, your brethren over was there. Was the bloke uh, who uh, fell asleep? Yeah, did genuinely fell asleep, and um, <laughs> luckily, I did get a little email from the SEN Track um, team saying, "Hey guys, we noticed that there was a an eight second dead patch uh, on your show last Friday night. Um, do you care to explain the reason for the dead air?" And I actually had to say yes because we played this call, and uh, the bloke didn't speak for seven seconds, so <laughs> got us out of a little bit of trouble. But horror calls today is uh, I've got three. Now, I've got three horror calls. First one is this. It comes off of Twitter from our great friend Mick Floyd. Now, I said at the start of a horror call segment that I wouldn't pot an Australian caller. Now, that's lasted one week. Some blame pitches. Well, three, three weeks. Now, this is very, very unfair, and I'm not going to call the call as a horror call to the actual caller. The horror call comes because of the conditions. Now you can't. This is an, this is an audio. This is an audio platform, so you can't actually see. But to paint the picture, this has been run in cloud cover and fog. You literally can't see more than five meters ahead of you, and the caller has to try and ascertain what is going on in this race. Have a quick listen. I just see the green light, then I switch back to the home straight with the binoculars, and we'll see if we can pick something up. Okay, you can hear the dogs barking at the boxes, so something's going on over there. So they're being loaded. And the green light's on, so I'll just focus on the home corner, and hopefully we'll be able to pick up the lead or whatever it is. So they're obviously racing, can hear the lure. Here we go. I'll be coming around the corner shortly. Good luck if you had a bet. Where are they? Still haven't spotted them. Here we go. I can see something. It's the reserve in front, which is Champagne Shot, and Champagne Shot wins it by three or four to Jen Moore and Van Ghosting. And the rest of them, I've got no idea. 
Well, there you go. He's a, he's actually had a bloody good effort to try and uh, try and call the race, and I love it how he's just pointed out that he'll he'll call them as best as he can when they come around, and then bang, they came out like a flash. Um, thoughts on that horror call, boys? Yeah, I, I would say more horrible conditions than horror call. Um, got yeah, got to give the commentator some credit there. Yeah, give him a little ding. He tried hard. Uh, second one. Now, this one came recently. It actually happened this week. Uh, it happened over in our good friends over there in South Australia, Gola. Have you ever been to Gola, Kenny? Not yet. I hear it's a brilliant. I hear, no? I hear it's a brilliant track to go to. <laughs> Is apparently, it? so it's good for good <laughs> oh, for an old um, drinking session. Apparently. <laughs> Country Greyhound tracks. I'd say All most of those country fantastic. tracks are probably the best ones to go to um, for a few beers, I'd say. I mean, well, Gola. Uh, the Gola, look, there was a there was a short price favourite, and I'm not going to say he, um, this thing didn't miss the kick tremendously badly. It missed the kick, but it didn't miss it like the caller quite said. Have a listen to this. Ready now. Away, Nanga Cookie missed the start. She was last out, so she's got no hope now. But going to the front was dynamically the one that best back to beat the favourite and Tome and Hose going around the bend. Sweetly in second place, Nanga Cookie. Well, she's gallant, gets into second place. Behind those was Hope Skill, a gap then to the others, Iroquois Lady and Dicky Dai Sheila. In front, dynamically, Nanga Cookie's making a race of it. Oh, it's got up. Nanga Cookie's got up to beat dynamically. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think the commentator actually backed the one in front. He, he sounded um he sounded like he had a bet, and he was overly confident once at the front. R- remarkable! It just goes to show you just you never go the early crow because as I said at the start, it didn't miss it missed the jump, but it didn't miss it terribly poorly, and it flew home and fried poacher scrambled. How did the caller want the eggs on his face because he looked like a fair income dunderhead uh, over there in Gola? Uh, third one, horror calls a triple threat here on horror calls. Horror calls. Uh, now, this is back to your uh, English uh, side of the world, Kenny. <laughs> now, this one might be a little bit harder to, <laughs> once again, see. I'm really bringing the, the, the visual <laughs> the visual stuff to the audio platform. But um, the camera work on this was fair income atrocious. And the cameraman's had an absolute horror show here. And he's basically the whole race hasn't been able to film the dog. So... Naturally, the caller struggled a little bit through this one. To the straight early on from two in second and three, six, four and five. Second to go and one's gone clear. Four lengths up on three, two, six, four and five. Into the back straight, trap one was in front, down the back by three or four lengths as they make the way to the final two ends. One probably still in front here and I think it's about three or four lengths clear of three. It is one from three, then six. One well ahead of three, then six and two. One beat three and six. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know what the cameraman was quite doing, um, but uh, he boxed on our mate English caller once again. It's just I hate, I hate the boring, and it's designed not to even bother learning the rat, the dog names and just calling them by the numbers is crap. They don't mm. seem to care too much over there when you look at the the quality of the commentators and especially those cameraman. Um, there, there must be a party going on in the office or something because it's disgraceful. Um, moving on, we normally this time of the show check in with big uh, big man Gunner for our fat dog segment. Um, no fat dog segment today because the big man is doing big boy jobs, He's doing his big big boy budget jobs. And um, but we have a little update from the dog that he mentioned the other day. It won. It sprouted wings. The big fat white cloud. Was it out in Warrigal? 
It was at Sale. At, at Sale. Yes. And it won. The big 50 kilo humidor <laughs> just rolls in and bang. Did you see the race? I, I reckon he was like five or six lengths behind. And I'd say it was just a stomps of his feet coming up like a T-Rex and behind just threw off the dog in front because he just collapsed <laughs> out in front and the general won pretty easily in the end. <laughs> I love it. I yeah, he was actually down. stuff. He was actually down half a kilo from his previous race start. So just imagine Sorry. how fast this dog is going to go once he gets a few more hamburgers in his belly. <laughs> puts that weight back. Why is he? Why would he be down half a kilo? Oh, because he was forty three point two the start before. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, look, yeah, could have could have just um, been still finding his uh, prime condition. They weigh in. They weigh in before. Um, usually about 45 minutes, I think, before the first yeah. race. Yeah. Big Wayne, look eye to eye to each other. Be quite funny. Like a boxing stand yeah, You should bring that in. Do big previews for the Have the Greyhounds have stare downs. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more non chases on SCN Track after this. Welcome back to Lennon Chasers here on SCN Track. Little uh, little hiatus. You haven't heard us for the last two Friday nights. It's because um, we uh, have been abiding by all government regulations, and we uh, didn't have the home studio set up, gentlemen. But now we do, and we are back in normal transmission for your favourite uh, week of greyhound chatter. Um, oh, I like this. Kenny has been telling me for two weeks he's got a boom dog. Kenny, take it away. This is the most exciting dog in Australia. Um, this this is the best maiden I've seen since um, since I arrived here about a year and a half ago. Um, it's also running tomorrow night at Cannington. It's a dollar ten, so um, we'll sit back and enjoy the race tomorrow night. Um, it's race one, box two, Sunset Spitfire. Um, the dog's bred from Sunset Je- Jesse and Maponga Blizzard. Um, it came out on oh. debut a few weeks back there. Um, he clocked twenty nine forty five. On, on his debut at Cannington. Um, he actually came out in the second starting clock at the same time. Uh, just for context context here, there's been a lot of good dogs in WA over here, and this is actually the fastest maiden ever recorded at Cannington. Um, it's the third fastest run this year behind Campini's track record and Catch the Thief. Um, so th- this is this is going to be a really special dog. Um, it's definitely one to get stuck into in the futures. Um, this will be this will be a absolute Melbourne Cup contender next year. Like, this is by far the most exciting dog in Australia right now. That is how Boom Dog should go. What's it called? Sunset Spitfire. Sunset Spitfire, trained by David Hobby. Sunset Spitfire, a real one for the lisp, lispers this out there. This is a machine. <laughs> I love that. So what, 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 when's it running next? It's in the first race in the novice race in Cannington on Saturday night, race one. Um, yep. He's a dollar ten. What, like, he's, what, he's an absolute certainty. Um but just sit back and watch him tomorrow night. He's yep. This this dog will potentially break the clock at Con- Cannington Sunday, and many other tracks. Sunset Spitfire Pet O'Neill over there. And to give some context, Imagine. around that time, Kenny mentioned, we've talked a lot about dogs like Tommy Shelby on the show. Tommy Shelby won his maiden in twenty nine ninety four. Uh, yep. So just, yeah, to give you some idea. And, and even since then, I think maybe Tommy Shelby's running the 2940s maybe once. Um, so, yeah, this dog's a serious dog and only pretty young, Kenny. Is it, he, guess when he's two not, years not old. Two, he is two uh, years old in December. Sure. Like, this is a young dog mm. and he's doing those times. Crikey. 
Um, Plenty of improvements still to come. It, the Spitfire. Even on this note, like the, the entire litters, obviously, they're young, so they haven't raced much. Um, keep an eye out for this entire litter. Like, none of them's done the same times as this yet, but um, potentially they'll improve over time and do something similar. This is, there's a few of them look like they've got massive potential as well. Sunset Spitfire, I've written that one yeah, down. So we'll call this a boom litter. I won't be backing it because it's under uh, $1.60. Kenny's uh, general rule of thumb, you don't back anything under $1.60. But uh, I like that sunny Spitfire. Very good. Good boom dog. That's a perfect way to do a boom wog. Boom wog. <laughs> boom dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Um, boys, I've got news. I've got news. Um, I'm not going to tell you much about my news news normally goes patty <laughs> <laughs> i've got breaking news but i'm not going to tell you um, yeah, i will I'll, I'll i'll tease it now i am now the owner of a greyhound oh i thought you were about to say a shirt because you're sitting there in your house there is that what are you in your jocks and a bit of a robe thrown over the top <laughs> no i've got i've got i've got the no the no video on the zoom no i don't like to be seen um what happens in my bedroom stays in my bedroom but um, i'm i'm owner of a dog i are you gonna ask any questions uh, or is that you, you clearly don't not interested oh, yeah, definitely. Just, oh we're very interested <laughs> question one um how, how did you manage to find the dog where, where did you source the dog from I'm going to keep it very mysterious. Oh, no I want it almost. <laughs> I bought it oh, from a man. No questions. I want to keep, I want almost the listeners to it to almost go and find out who it is. The dog is unnamed. So there you go. You're struggling oh, to find right, the, right. the name of the dog. But I'll what? give you a little clue. He's, oh, okay. he's his color oh, is okay. red fawn, which is Ooh. arguably the most beautiful color for great. a greyhound. I must say, looks like, he's a boy. He looks like Simba. Looks like Simba, and I'm, I reckon he'll be racing in about five weeks' time. Right, so you've narrowed it down a little, so we might be able to cut the price snap before yeah, it comes out for a maiden. Um, <laughs> do, do you know how the dog's going? Has it been trialed yet? Or? He's done a couple of little trials. Um, the trainer hasn't actually told me the official times, but he's said he's very happy with what he's, uh, what he's putting out there on the track. When can we expect this dog <sighs> to hit the track for a race? Oh, I said about five, five or six weeks. I reckon he'll be out is, there. Is this your? Um, I've submitted. Is this your first? I've submitted. Sorry. Yeah, I've submitted his name application. Bit of a process, but I finally got there, um, and it should all be good. But I'm not going to tell you much more. I want people to find out who, who this is. Who is this mysterious dog that your host of the Non Chasers now owns, and will be winning an absolute bucket load of Group Ones with. <laughs> Is that did did his sire win any group ones? I assume. He's, okay, this is the, this is the only clue. His sire won a Melbourne Cup. Okay, Melbourne. That's Cup it. That is all I'm telling you. Right. Ding ding ding. Oh, you could just tell us the sire. Is it Dana? Dana no. Is it Dana, Dana not, Double One? Did that win a Melbourne Cup? No. I'll let you percolate on that. Oh, I'm not telling you anymore. I'm not telling you anymore. Hey, uh, Greyhound Racing's come back to Saturday mornings. Uh, they'll be going mm. tomorrow. Where are they racing tomorrow morning? Shepparton? Got some, no, we've got some Bendigo Saturday Bendigo. morning action. Um, yeah, so some maidens kicking off just after 8.30am. Um, the early bird gets early. the worm. So, yeah, be up and watching those markets um, for the moves, um, particularly given there's a few first starters getting around and some very nicely bred first starters. Um, race one, number six, Zipping Elsa. 
Barcia Bale, Zipping Meg. Um, I, I think this one's probably going to be going pretty well. There's a few in this litter getting around tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, definitely watch the market moves for these. Um, race two, uh, another litter mate of Zipping Elsa is number seven, Zipping Gypsy. Um, so obviously very well bred there. Um, the the red in this race, Dance Diva Dance, is another Barcia Bale, but out of Magic Diva. Beautifully bred as well. So um, yeah, keep your eye on the market for those two. And in race three, again, um, same litters featuring again Zipping Cola and Zipping Levi. Um, and then... Percy's Dream, which is one of the Barcia Bay or Magic Divas, just watch the markets for those. I think they'll be prominent. Was there uh, like any it, old old dogs bred from a Melbourne Cup winner thrown into any of those races now? Oh, sh- oh don't oh. just <laughs> keep your eyes out of it. <laughs> keep your eyes out of it. You do your investigative work behind closed doors, please. Um, hey, very good. You did tell me off air as well, Shagger, that these Saturday mornings, the market. The punters, if you're following the market moves, you're finding winners on these Saturday mornings. There's not as many people betting into them. So when there's a real trend, there's a real trend. Mm. Yeah, you can definitely find yourself a, a winner or two um, looking at the markets and uh, and the fluctuations. So, yeah, it's, it pays to be uh, up early and paying attention. Tremendous. Hey, quick look at the futures before we take an ad break. Million Dollar Chase, our favourite. Million dollar chase, yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously that kicks off fairly soon. Um, Simon told Helen, Tommy Shelby is sort of at the pointy end of the market. Um, Tommy Shelby automatically qualifies for a semi-final. So, yeah, he's sort of a little bit of a step ahead. Um, but Simon told Helen, obviously, a, a champion dog. And, yeah, with the COVID, you know, you don't know who's heading there. So, um, yeah, it can be very that interesting. That works, isn't it? Yeah. Certainly is. Hey, Melbourne Cup. Is that on me? Are you doing? So Melbourne Cup front end of the market, we've got Catch the Thief, Shimmer Shane, and Simon Told Helen. Um, Catch the Thief will not win the Melbourne Cup. Uh, Shimmer oh. Shane needs. To... You've done the Andrew Gunner sword in the back of him. <laughs> Shimmer Shane is is starting to look like a bit like he just very draw dependent. Um, I'm not sure how he's going to fare out with. Um, once he's got all the grade one dogs in the same race, um, Simon told Helen rightfully at the front end of the market. Um, who told Stevie on that flying time around Sandown recently um, when the track was going fairly slow? He's $21, might be worth a bet. And uh, oof, oof. as I mentioned earlier, Sunset Spitfire is $26. Um, he'll, he'll, be the, he'll be definitely there in, in the mix. COVID, well, oh. it's kind of COVID pending, it's kind of. That's the thing that checks out the market. Like, I'm not sure if these dogs are going to come to Vic around the time. Well, you can chuck them on the float, like they are with the horses. Yeah, they, they can still go. Um, That's a long way. I, I don't know. I've done it. I don't know it's what the current rules are, and I don't know um, what they'll be at the time. So it's just a kind of you have to put that extra bit of thought into the market. Mm. Um, but yeah. Well, if your sunset spitfire is everything that uh, you're saying it is, maybe twenty six dollars is a nice little cheeky wager. Sure. We should put a bet on. For the non-chasers. Oh, just, just, just sorry for interrupting you. Tommy Shelby's also $26. Um, I'm just going to say he should be a oh. lot shorter than that. Joyce, we should we should put a bet on all our boom dogs to win um, a big race. I reckon we could start it with Sunset Spitfire to win a, to win a group one. Um, <laughs> I, I like the idea, yeah. So I'm just adding more I like work. I like the idea, just, but just, I'm going to... Just, just to 
increase the likeliness of the bet actually landing. We could switch to the Perf Cup. So Sunset, Sunset Spitfire to win the Perf Cup next year at $10. Oh, good stuff. Like, always like a little look to the futures. You can find some overs. It's very Absolutely. good. Hey, let's, quite, let's take a quick break. Um, we'll be back with Let's Shag and uh, Invest in the West. Um, and plenty more non-chasers here on SEN Track after this. Welcome back to the non-chasers here on SEN Track, and it's that time of the show. Oh, I like it. I like it. What was the name of that uh, composer again? Uh, Salvatore Gianmarco or something? <laughs> Close enough. Is that Ennio Morricone? Oh, very close. Very close. Rest in peace, anyhow. Um, you've delivered us a great score, but now Kenny is going to score with his Invest in the West tips. What do you got for us, yeah, Ken? I, I'm very excited for a Saturday night's card at Cannington this week. Um, I, I, I need to get a cowboy hat for this segment. I'm so excited about it. Um, I'm going to invest in a hat. Um, I'm going to kick off here a race to Cannington. Uh, magical, fu- magical fun, revved up moment, and Ness's Yasmin lead the market here. Uh, Magical Funds in box one. It ran a flyer last week. It absolutely stormed out of the boxes, doing a 646 split and 2193 overall. Um, Nessa's Yasmin's in box two. It was beaten by Magical Fun last week, completely fair and square. He'll not win. Um, box eight's probably the biggest danger here, revved up moment. Um, he's up in grade here. He, he's clocked faster times than Magical Fun, but I'm just I'm worried about the draw. It's tough to win them, these kind of races from box eight at Mandura. So um, I think if Magical Fun can trap the way he does did last week, and he's got a good chance of doing it because he's in the cherry here, um, I think he'll be a good bet. I think he's currently you know what to around a dollar eighty five. I think he might get bigger than that later in the day, but I'd be happy taking a dollar eighty five anyway. So um, box one, Magical Fun's getting the first crack of the whip today. Next uh, race, race three. We're just going straight into the next race. Um, there's a boom dog I mentioned recently. Uh, we the people. No. Uh, he ran last week. He, he stepped up to 7.15 for the first time last week. Um, he definitely needs a bit of stamina work there. He just didn't quite stick it out in the home straight, but it's it's tough for dogs to stick out those trips first time out. Um, they're dropping him back down to 600 metres here. That absolutely suits, suits this dog. Um, it's a bent start at Cannington. He's slow away, so he's going to on, get on that reel very quickly. Um, it's, it's not a great risk, so he should easily get on this reel and he should easily just zip through this entire field. I think he's currently around the 250 mark. Um, so let's risk three, box seven, we the people. I like it. Um, risk four, in box eight, we've got Tommy Shelby, everyone's favorite dog. Uh, he's a very short price favorite here. I think he's around the dollar 40 mark. Um, oh, well, you're not, hey? Um, you're not. No, no, no. Well, I'm not, but he's definitely, like, we have to mention this race, is Tommy. <laughs> um, he's he's very likely to win. Like I know he's got a bad draw. There's a bit of early pace um, in this race as well. Um, there's a dog in box one here. I've been waiting for this dog to get an inside draw. It's called uh, More Deductions. Um, he's just been getting awful draws recently, all on the outside, and he's he's not the quickest away from the boxes. So um, it's just tough to win from those draws. Uh, he's in box one here. Box two's Kiss Me Linda, who kind of moves off. So. More deductions is going to get an absolute dream run up the inside. He's he's around the five dollar mark again. We might get slightly bigger because the money is going to come for Tommy. Um, he's going to go close. We're we're really betting on Tommy to find a bit of trouble early here and maybe a bit of trouble again later on in the race because he can recover. 
But uh, I would definitely be willing to play um, more deductions at six dollars. Maybe back it up with like a it. place bet or back it up with an exacta doing Tommy and more deductions. Or maybe a little same race multi. Yeah. So we're cracking out the whip for more deductions. Bang. Very good. You got anything else for us? Plenty. (laughs) Next race, race five. You're getting old. You are going to be able to afford plenty after this. (laughs) Race five, we've got Yonderlop Magic. Um, He he ran a few times earlier in his career at Cannington and did not handle the track well. He switched into Manjura, where he did some absolutely cracking runs. Um, He returned to Cannington in his last two starts. Didn't get away the best, but he he looked impressive. Um, Put in some good runs in behind and a... He's, in, he's dropped into a race here where there's not a lot of early pace around him, and I, I definitely think he can. This is this is opportunity to show that he can run a Cannington now. Um, that's Yonderlup Magic in race five. Very and good. Then quickly, I'm just going to touch on race six. Sir Monty's in box two. He's an absolute moral. Race seven, Starbuck, moral. Race ten, Fleck Manelli, moral. And then into race eleven, I'm going with a uh, box three, Son of Jamaica. Um, he was unlucky last week. He was on the outside of Huey Blue, who's in box eight in this race. So they've they've, they've switched places here. I think uh, Son of Jamaica will lead up here. I don't think Huey's going to run him down from the outside. Um, the Fab's dog in box two is a bit of a danger, but box one moves out wide, so we're hoping he might take him out early. So we're going with that box three, Son of Jamaica, and that's me all done at Cannington. Like it. Always like it. Always love it. Shagger. What should we do now? Well, I've got an idea. Why don't we shag? Shagger, you like it? You give your little wry smile. I like it. What do you got for us? Uh, so meadows. Um, yeah, there's actually some there's some good dogs going around the meadows. Uh, incredible. Uh, they've really uh, and potentially, obviously, um, the, the Thursday Sandown meeting couldn't take place. So, no doubt, uh, there may have been a, a dog or two that was planning on racing at Sandown that has ended up going to the meadows. So we've yeah got plenty of stars getting around. First race I'm looking at is race three. Uh, d- dog here, better watch out. I think it'll get the chockies here. It's a bit short, um, but it's a good beginner who can run time. Uh, the one doesn't usually get away too well, so I think the check should find himself on the rail very early and I'd expect him to run faster than his 30 and 19 PB here. Um, the three sailing shoes tends to veer right on box rise, so um, the oceans could depart, so to speak, for um, better watch out for him to get through and get himself into a winning position early. Press a button. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Good. Uh, so next race is going to look at is race seven. Um, really interesting matchup here over the 600 metres. We've got Houdini Boy in box three and Hardstyle Rico box seven. Um, I'm actually going for hard, uh, for Houdini Boy here, even though I think look, Hardstyle Rico is almost a certainty to lead this race and he'll run pretty decent time, but I think... Houdini Boyd probably has a few lengths on him over this distance. Um, and although Houdini Boy is likely to not have it all his own way uh, coming from back in the field, I think that he's got enough race smarts to navigate his way through and um, find Hardstyle Rico before the line. Um, Hardstyle Rico, I think he'll probably improve a little bit on what he did in his first go over the 600 uh, last time. Um, I saw him a Punga Pegasus clawing a little bit of ground back off him 
when they were uh, matched up last start. So expect Mapunga Pegasus to be sort of amongst the top few there as well. Like it. Button press, please. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Bang. What else? Is, is that it? And I was, I was just going to mention a few of the probably too short to back. We were talking about $1.30 shots and stuff yeah. earlier, but just wanted to mention a few of these big guns getting around. Race four, number one, who told Stevie off the red. We know what happened last time he had box one. Um, yes. But yeah, look, I wouldn't expect that to happen to him again. And uh, yeah, I think he'll, he'll get home there. Race five, number eight, Shimmer Shine, another dog we mentioned. Um, He's got Zipping Hamish to his inside, uh, who's pretty handy beginner, but will be looking to get across the rail. I think Shimmershine will, from out wide will uh, muster up and bolt in there. Uh, race six is over the 600, and Christo Bale, one of our favourites here. Um, he doesn't always get away that well, but over the 600s, I think he's a chance to be at least prominent early in the race, and I think he's got, yeah, he's got a lot on the rest of this field. So, yeah, if he doesn't find a heap of trouble, he'll be bolting in there. Um, and then the champ, Simon Told Helen, race eight, number seven. Um, yeah, pro- probably not an ideal draw to be to be out there uh, with a little bit of pace around him, but I, I think he still just finds a way to win that. Um, Perfect Marshall's been in pretty good form and think it probably can run a place there, even though it's not ideally drawn. Love it, Shay. Give us one big last button press. Yeah, baby. Bang. <laughs> Live it, love it, Jeremy Breather. Let's take a quick break. There's the analysis. We'll be back with the final stanza. Dog food, show me the money. The non-chasers multi need a bounce back here on SEN Track on the non-chasers. <laughs> Welcome back to the non-chasers here on SEN Track. Final little split, little cheap sectional here to wrap us all up. Dog food brought to you by Chum Dog Food. So good, so Ah, chum is so jumpy, you get carved. Yes, there you have it, boys. Um, I'm going to put the music up a little bit earlier today, and just to test your buzzers. We know how this works, dog food. It's either a dog or it's a term. Now, the term we're relating to today is being on leave. You know, we've been forced to uh, take a little break, so that is the theme of dog food. Can I please test your buzz up, please, Kenny and Shagger? Home. Home. I saw. I saw. Okay. Very good. Don't mind it. Bit of hesitation there. I hope you don't take that long on the uh, in the actual game. Uh, we're, we're in the house. As a music. It's oh, the first the time we plugged in the balls in the house. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, fair enough. Uh, that's fine. The delay for that is completely understandable. Uh, question one. Postponement. Home. Uh, that's Shagger. We'll go for a dog. No, it's a term. Negative one to you. Shagger gets a great start, as he always does in this game. Question two, hiatus. I saw. Yes, you, Shagger. Kenny, sorry. <laughs> um, could I ask for less the spelling on that? No. Uh, hiatus? Uh, you know, sometimes dog owners play around with words. I, I'm going to I'm gonna actually change my mind what I originally thought. I'm going to take a punt and go for dog. No, it's a term. <laughs> Silly. You both are negative one. You both stayed in the boxes. Question three, whereabouts? Home. That's a yep. dog. Jagger, it is. Uh, he yeah. knows this. Where, where did that dog run, Jagger? Uh, it ran in, in New South Wales at the gardens quite recently. Heard, heard the name. Yeah, it was around 2000, uh, three years ago, old whereabouts. Uh, if you do want to know the whereabouts of whereabouts. Uh, question four, coffee As break. A... Dog. Yep. No, yes, it is 1972. Yeah. And it draws them level both to zero points as we head into the final question. Another ding-dong battle here on dog food. It just happens to happen all the time. 
Question four. Lockdown. I saw. Kenny. It's, uh, what's the answer? I'm going to go for dog. It's a dog. Get in. And Kenny wins. <laughs> Is that the first time you've ever won it? I haven't won this nearly. It's a year. dog. It had two starts in 2005 in Appen, Shaggy's favorite place, and <laughs> Richmond came last in both, <laughs> both starts. We're back. Poor old, poor old lockdown. It, uh, it's not a great, uh, not a great thing, and it clearly doesn't uh, resonate well with the dog's ability. Uh, well done to you, Kenny. Let's jump straight into show me the money. Our value selections of the week. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Okay, I'm going to kick us off here. I think I've got one early, the Meadows, on Saturday night in the first race. Stuck together a couple of wins on the trot. Swift Brittany in the cherry um, for Glenn Petrie at $7. I'll be uh, having a little wager on that that bitch. Old uh, Shagger. Uh, so mine is in race nine, number seven. Hazy Roy. Um... Sandown times are a bit hard to read after the works at the track, but um, it's a quick beginner, more than happy to be off the track. Jarvie's a slight concern to his inside, being a good beginner as well. It could hold him off for a bit, but I, I just, yeah, I'm backing Hazy Roy to get the job done here as a good up-and-comer. Very good. Kenwado, great asshole. I'm going to head to RIS 11 at Cannington. I'm going to go for a sim RIS multi. Oh, uh, Box three, son of Jamaica, who we mentioned earlier, to win. And box it, Huey Blue, top three. Love that. Very good. And then there's no fourth selection this week because Gunner didn't want to share his uh, share his mail, but it's irrelevant anyway because it's a uh, pretty bang average. Um, the non-chasers multi. Now, it's normally a three-quarter multi. Today, it's only going to be a two-thirds multi. There's only three of us. So, in theory, it should be a little bit easier to, uh, to jag old Kenny um, and Shagger. I'll kick us off with my selection. It actually comes in race nine at the Meadows. Zipping Benson to place the one. Shagger, what are you? Uh, I've got race three, number one, Fabriola Expert. Very good. And Ken Wado? Uh, race four, box one. I'm going with my old mate, More Deductions, who's a ninety to place. It's a two-place oh. race, by the way, but it'll, it'll come second or first. Oh... <laughs> I like it. Okay. Uh, three bucks. Three bucks. Fifty dollar max bet. Yeah, absolutely. Two out of three. Oh, live it, love it, dream it, breathe it. You know how I like to say. Boys, I think that's it. That's all. Fast and loose. We've uh, been confined to our little home studios. I hope the sound quality has been okay. I think it's been good. We've been able to talk a bit of turkey here on the uh, on the airwaves, as we love to do. Any final? Any final thoughts, musings? Didn't it was a bit of an open-ended comment, wasn't it? I didn't really, didn't really ask you a question. <laughs> I just just watch Sunset Spitfire tomorrow night, next year's Melbourne Cup winner. Oh, Not this year's, like definitely it. next and, year's. And get up early for the Bendigo Dogs tomorrow. Like it. Good Angle, message. Good Angle message. Angle Park's on tomorrow morning too, isn't it? Oh, oh, oh yeah. another good message. Love that, it. That means um, um, our podcast is now going out to the good people of the US who are actually watching Aussie Dog racing now as well. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'm sure they, they will, mate. And nice of you to say because listen to all the sports bet uh, podcasts on the network. Wherever you are in the world, you can do it. Uh, such is the beauty of podcasting. And, of course, the most important message of all whilst doing all this is to gamble responsibly. Please do 
So, and enjoy your Friday, your Saturday, your Sunday, and then your following three weeks of lockdown. Au revoir. Best of luck. Bye-bye.